0: Support for this podcast comes from VARO. Are you worried about managing your finances? Well, VARO combines banking and personalized financial insights through an intelligent mobile banking app. Whether your style is hands-on or hands-off, VARO allows you to manage your money your way. Sign up for early access at varomoney.com slash listen. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank member of FDIC.
1: Hey, what is going on everybody and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Growth and comfort do not coexist. My name is Thomas and I'm here as always with my good friend Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? It is not noon for you, but I'll give you a pass if it's beer anyway.
2: Uh, okay, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm drinking. Damn it, you're not supposed to tell people that. I'm, I'm drinking a red and white uh, from Dogfish Head. It's an oak-aged Imperial wit Ale brewed with grape must.
1: Does it actually say WIT on it? Like spelled that way with like W3Hs, I-T?
2: No, it's just WIT, but it's capitalized. So I figured it was important. I don't know what WIT (laughs) is, but it tastes good. Like wheat, right? (laughs) Mm. Mm, Sounds Mm. good. What are you drinking, So I'm drinking
1: tea, which is lame, I know. Mm. But it's like super strong spice tea. Um, it's so strong that it's like staining the tea stainer that me and my girlfriend share with spice taste and smell, and Anna's really mad at me, and she's going to force me to buy my own, but <laughs> it's delicious, and everyone should go buy some. It's wonderful. Where do you anyway, find these things? We have a tea shop called Gong Fu Tea mm. in Des Moines, and they have 300 teas, I think. And they have this entire wall of just jars you can open and smell, and some of them smell like pretty rank but some smell pretty good (laughs) so i just go smell a bunch and then i buy what smells good nice and uh usually it turns out pretty well though there's a tea shop in portland i went to that sold liquor infused with tea and that was pretty cool oh wow so i kind of wish that our shop had that as well anyway we usually don't ask our guests what they're drinking but our guest today is drinking something and (laughs) she has a podcast that kind of takes the same tack we take so shannon what are you drinking as well
3: Well, I'm of the philosophy that no one should drink alone. So I did not want Andrew to feel alone. And I am. (laughs) So this is very magnanimous of me, just FYI. But um, I am drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon, otherwise known as a PBR. And here at the Financial Gym, it is a beer of choice for our gym members. And what I love about it is that... uh, it's it's the hipster thing to do um and so we're kind of like cool like that because we have it but what i really love about it is it's so cheap and <laughs> we practice it is we practice what we preach here about frugality being fun at the gym so it's it's awesome we get yeah. really good value bang for our buck
1: so you know it's what so i got to say so i think andrew and i or andrew more than me are sort of beer snobs like i don't know if andrew would go drink a budweiser or something I would have to leave the party. (laughs) (laughs) We have this grocery store called Aldi. I don't know if you guys have it. They sell Mm -hmm. a beer. It is literally six bucks for a six pack. And I think it tastes great. So there are some cheap beers that are worth it. Mm
3: I, I am totally a cheap beer kind of gal. I am like the cheapest beer date ever. It's, it's not like my drink of choice and I've done it. Like I've tried it. I've got friends who are like, you've got to go on this tasting thing and and these craft beers and all that. And I just, I don't love it. Like I <laughs> really love like <laughs> a Coors Light or like a Bud Light and that's like my you know, thing.
2: There's a time and a place. There's, there's this restaurant in New York. It's called Fish. And I, I think it's with an F, not a okay. pH. And um, you can get uh, a dozen oysters and a PBR for six bucks or, or like a wine, like a, like a cheap yeah. house wine. And like it. it's it's awesome. And yeah, it just goes. That
1: sounds pretty good.
3: Yeah. I'm going so to like Charleston in the next month, so I'm going to get
1: some seafood too.
3: When you're at a sporting event, how do you have a hot dog and a craft beer? You know, you got to have a hot dog and like a cheap beer, right? You're
0: yeah, to right? spill that.
2: it on yourself anyways, so.
3: I know. Or somebody's going to spill it on you, especially if you're in your
2: work. <laughs> the dude's in behind
1: you. And then you. they're
3: going to blame you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: you're in my way, man.
3: <laughs> I love how, I- but
1: yeah- <laughs> by the way, I love how unabashedly you said, like, this is the beer of choice for our gym members. That's just great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the financial gym, we're not about getting our um, asses into shape. We're about getting our assets into shape. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we drink here. But, but we were talking about this offline. I have to confess guys, um, because I'm sure people who've listened to your show and maybe listened to my show cause your show came before my show, um, that, uh, that I stole the drinking idea from you, but I have to confess, <laughs> I never listened to your show. Yeah. Um, Before I started my own, yeah, I was like, I I
2: don't know if I'm offended or super offended.
3: (laughs) Before I started my own, I just like people. I I started my podcast on a dare at FinCon a few years ago, the Financial Bloggers Conference, just because there weren't that many female Mm. podcasters at the time. And my friends were like, You should start a podcast. And I was like, I don't even listen to podcasts. Like, so why would I start one? And it was just really a dare. And then they were like, And then I was like, What would I call it? What would I do? And I love to drink and I love to talk about money. So I, so my podcast is called Martinis and Your Money: Living a Better Life One Cocktail at a Time. And I was like, oh, every episode we'll have a new drink, a new martini or whatever. And and so that's how I started the show, saying, "What are you drinking with me?" And I never thought about it. And then I had people who were like, "Did you steal that from Listen Money Matters?" And I was like,
2: <laughs> "I just oh. tell them yes. I just tell them yes." <laughs> there you go. So Shannon, t- tell us who you are, because you're not just like, you can just come on the scene and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to lecture you guys about money.
3: I don't yes. lecture anybody about money. But, <laughs> but like you, you have like a long story past Yeah, I'm older than I look, right? Is that what you're
2: saying? Well, no, no. I I mean, like, you've done (laughs) a lot of things.
3: (laughs) She's been around the block a few times, and it shows with the bags under her eyes. So, yeah. uh, No, I am an old lady in this community. Um, But no, like, my background, I started 16 years ago working on a trading floor at Bank of America. And there were 260 people on the floor and 15 women. And, um, and then fast forward at 13 years, I was on the trading floor, of Bank of America slash Merrill Lynch post their merger, and the the percentages, the number of people were more. The percentages were the same. I used to joke that the women's restroom at the um, on a trading floor is the. Lee, like it's the best women's restroom on the planet because there's never a line yeah. you know like every other women's restroom everywhere else on the planet there's a line but on the trading floor there's like no one it's, it's a like ghost one town.
2: stall per person like this one's shannon's no oh, one ever you could uses spend it all
3: day in there and no one would find you it's like the greatest because you know I spent a few days crying in the in the bathroom maybe once or twice getting yelled at by a trader but um or yelling at them back but yeah there's always a line to the men's room on the trading floor but anyway that was like my career and I got to the point 13 years of doing that where I felt like I needed a financial advisor, or financial planner, because I was getting older. I was married at the time with a kid and ready to buy a home. And I was like, I just feel like I need somebody to figure it out for me. And I was working at Merrill Lynch and um, I thought this is going to be really easy because I'm working with all these Merrill Lynch financial advisors. It's going to be really easy to find like the, the person for me. And while doing that, I realized that 80% of financial advisors are men. And I always say there's nothing wrong with that. Like I birthed one, I married one, like men are fantastic, but like if I wanted something different, it was really hard to find. So I decided if you can't beat them, join them. So I became a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch and I thought I'm gonna build this whole team helping women and all this great stuff. And then while I was doing that, I met a lot of people, or I tell people I became the worst financial advisor ever because I loved people with no money over people who had money. So (laughs) I had to to build practice with people with 250,000 or more in assets. Mm -hmm. And I did, I had a lot of high net worth clients, but I was also meeting what I call my pro bono clients. So Mm -hmm. people who didn't have that, but wanted help. And I, because I didn't look and feel like they
2: not like that, that, that you were spending company time with people who didn't have like the money to, to pay.
3: Yeah. Well, they didn't know. So uh,
2: I'm just thinking <laughs> no, of that, I mean, that scene
1: from <laughs> The Incredibles, where like the dude, the dude is just like sitting in the insurance firm, like helping the old lady do all the loopholes to yes. get her claim. Or
3: something. <laughs> that was me. It's like, don't tell anyone, but here, do this, this, and this. That was me. I was like, don't tell anyone, I'm here. Well, that was a great thing. Is like, as long as you were meeting your numbers, like they didn't care what you were doing with your day. And I was meeting my numbers. I was really mm. successful, so I could meet with who. And I always said yes. They said, don't schedule a meeting unless. To pre-qualify pre-screen your your meeting you know make sure they have enough assets all this stuff Mm. and scheduling a meeting with me was like you want to meet yeah what time where like let's (laughs) grab some coffee (laughs) and um and and I love that because I met so many interesting people I can never say no to a meeting even now today I'll still take a meeting just You know, because why not? You never know what's going to happen. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I started getting like a lot of them, my pro bonos, and and I, like I said, I love them more than my wealthy people because they needed real help. It wasn't available out there. I I couldn't even do a wealth man. We had this system called wealth management, the wealth management tool, and it would put together a wealth management analysis that was like this thick. It was like very. It was, I don't know, a hundred pages. A lot of it was disclosure. And it like did all these uh, Monte Carlo simulations of like what you could expect from your wealth, but when you put the numbers of a millennial in there, or somebody who has two hundred fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt and you know five hundred dollars in their bank account, like that wealth management tool looks pretty ugly. I mean, it's, yeah. it doesn't spit out anything pretty. So I would just do plans for them on uh, on a Word document and say, okay, do this, this, and this, and. Um, and I tell people I had this like really defining week of my life where I had met with this high net worth couple. They had over a million dollars with me and they were, their portfolio was down, down 3% down. Cause it was unrealized losses. They hadn't done anything. And, uh, and they were bitching about it being down. And I was like, I said, I felt like I was losing my soul because I'm like, really, you know, mm-hmm. you got over a million dollars already. You both are making six figures in your career. Like, so what, like the markets go up and down big deal. And then Two days later, I met with a pro bono client, and I put together this plan for her, and I was like, here, do this, this, and this, and at the end of it, she looked me in the eye, and she said, you know you're saving my life, right? Mm. And I was like, okay, I got my soul back, and I thought, you know what, this is what I need to do. There are are hundreds and hundreds of firms that want to help people, like the first couple. Everybody wants to help somebody with a million dollars. Nobody wants to help somebody who does it. No one. Yeah. They don't and so I was like you know what somebody's got to do it so well well you, you
2: can't run a way you clearly can't run a business helping normal people though right they, they have to have millions of dollars.
3: Yeah. Who wants to help somebody with no money? It's just not appealing. And three years ago, I left Merrill Lynch to prove that you could do both. You could help Mm -hmm. people who didn't have the assets or the size that they were looking for, but you could still make money doing it. And because it's interesting. I, when I first had the idea, I was like, maybe I'll make it a nonprofit. You know, maybe that's the way you have to do it. Mm. And, my partner at the time was like, "No, you need to, you need to charge for this." And my clients want to pay. Like, mm-hmm. even when I was at Merrill, they were like, "I'll pay you to help me. I will pay you to help me with my money." And I had no way to collect their money. Um, and so I was like, "I'm going to prove that you can do both. You can help people and make money as a company."
1: And you're not only doing that; you're doing it with a physical space in New York City. Yeah. So how are you doing that? So that's, that's really interesting to me.
2: Because that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm Ballsy. sure rent is really cheap in New York. <laughs> I know how much Andrew pays for rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you only fit two people in my place. <laughs>
3: I know I'm in my little mini training room here at the gym and I think I have more space than your whole apartment, Andrew. Probably. Right <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on fifth Avenue. So we're on like the ghetto. I call it the ghetto part of fifth. Cause it's not quite like the fancy part, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that's where, how we roll. But yeah, I um, I always had the dream when I left three years ago, I said, there needs to be a location, like kind of like H&R Block, but fun, you know, like a place you just want to walk in and know, like you see the sign, Financial Gym, like I can go in there. I said, we're not sizist, we're not anything, like meaning asset sizist, you know, we'll, we'll, like whatever your issue is, like we can help you with it. And so I always had this retail storefront idea. And so when I left three years ago, I said like a typical entrepreneur, I was like, everybody's going to love my idea like everybody and uh, you have, have
2: to be delusional to right yeah
3: because yeah. otherwise like you have to have be part crazy to mm. be an entrepreneur and like so I was like everybody's gonna want it and my I had clients who wanted it but it's funny from a venture capital side like most of them don't love my model because they love technology and fintech and like that's how they you know that's the model is for that this generation is to give them technology because they want it and my argument was like the millennials and generations, they actually want a person um, and you need to give them something different because everybody's giving them technology. We got to give them something different. So it took me three years <laughs> to open up the first storefront, but here we are. So three years later, and now the plan is to have 10 by next year across the country.
1: 10 physical locations?
3: Yeah, I know. Wow. Ballsy. But yeah, it was funny when it, so it took three, this long to get here. And, uh, and I remember signing the lease or like reading through the lease. Actually, my partner signed it cause he has more money than I do. And, uh, and I was reading it and I was like, holy shit, like, what am I doing? You know, like this is <laughs> Um, like, I know this is a good idea. I know I've had it for three years. I know we've been building it, but oh my God, what are we doing? And then Mm -hmm. um, did it anyway. And literally like the first week we were open, it was like uh, the whole purpose of it all kind of came in where we had our first, our first new client in the gym. And we literally just had a table here and she came in, she's 27 years old, had a bunch of debt, and other issues. And she opened up her computer and she was like, all right, I've got, I got all my credit cards. Like I know what I have. I just, I don't know what to do. And I looked at her spreadsheet and I was like, why didn't you hit total? Because they were all going across sideways on the spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. but she hadn't summed them up. And I said, what's the total? And she's like, I'm scared to do that. Like I haven't done that. And I said, do you want a glass of wine? And she was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, Got her a glass of wine. She hit total. And now we know it's like stepping on the scale. You know, no mm-hmm. one wants to know what the number is, but it's there. I mean, you can't avoid it. And I think a lot of times yeah. their money, they don't want to do it. And you know, here and like being with someone, it's like it's it's less fear because you're not alone. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you're a little buzz. You feel better about it. And so you just feel
2: Shannon. With it. It, it sounds like she at least had like the the idea of what needs to be done. And she was obviously motivated because she added it all into the spreadsheet and she found you and showed up physically. So like where where do you come in into the picture? I mean, she obviously doesn't have as much experience as you um mm-hmm. but like you also can't do it for her
3: yeah i always tell people i'm like the jillian michaels of their money you know like i give i'm given a lot of tough love and accountability and and that's don't get half that the, battle.
2: <laughs> you don't <get> the re- <laughs> what's that reference
3: you don't know who jillian michaels is uh-uh. from the biggest loser
2: She's like oh. the original woman. She's
3: the biggest she's like financial, oh, okay. the physical trainer, personal trainer for the, the very obese people who start out and she gives a lot of tough love. And she's like ultra jacked. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't have TV, so uh,
3: yeah. So we'll just Google Jillian Michaels. <laughs>
2: okay. She's
3: pretty she's got a lot of workout videos and stuff she's like pretty that. Jacked. Yeah, she's pretty <laughs> hardcore too. Her,
2: um, her traps are huge. My <laughs> mind just sloped downwards like a soft. Yeah. Uh,
3: She's a badass. So, uh, but but that's part of the issue. That's why technology doesn't work for some people. Like, where do I come in? It's, I, I a lot of times the clients who are coming here have tried technology. Like they'll say, Mint dot com told me I was overspending on going out to eat, but they're like, I'm tired of mint.com yelling at me that I'm over budget and, but they could turn mint.com off, you know, or like ignore it. But meanwhile they come in here and I'm telling them they're overspending on seamless or Uber or whatever it is they're doing and they have to account for it. You know, we have to talk it out. And and then we have to come up with a solution that's going to work and something creative. And, um, and that's going to fit them because, you know, I I, like budgeting is a great example. People look up stuff online or, there's plenty of tools like mint.com or whatever that will tell you, they'll give you a budget, but that's not reality. Nobody lives in a 12 month, you know, take your number divide by 12 evenly and you live in that box and that spreadsheet. Yeah. No one lives like that. Like so life happens. Excuse stuff my, happens.
2: my ignorance. And I know that there's a lot of like, I don't know, like zero hour budget. And like, there's like every cool name thing. Like what, what's like the real alternative? I guess I always saw it as like use mint, use YNAB or yeah. you stick your finger in the air and you, you feel which way oh, the wind luck. is blowing. yeah like i,
3: I like that love. one <laughs> <laughs> well so there is the thing the fact is just like dieting because so we here at the financial gym we put like i see a lot of physical fitness references to financial fitness so just mm-hmm. like like diet budget's like diet it's a four letter where nobody wants to be on one No one wants to be on a budget. It doesn't feel fun, so they don't want to do it. And then the problem is, just like with dieting, there's so many different types. So people don't find the one that works for them, and then they just stop. Because they're like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for me. Budgeting doesn't work for me. Because look, mint is very
2: rigid, right? I mean, if if you're that type of person, and and I know that I am, so it works, but I know a lot of people who can't tell me how much they're going to spend on personal care products, Yeah, you know?
3: Yeah. yeah. Or like you get depressed or you like break up with someone, you know, or you're having like a bad week. I had a client one time uh we were doing her review and I'm like, What the hell happened on Amazon? Why did you she spent two thousand dollars in the quarter what? on Amazon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and like, gosh. I was like, What what happened? What is this? She's like, Oh, they were self-help books. I was like, I didn't $2, even know. 000, any- that's all
2: of them. <laughs> I did not even know
3: there were that many self-help books on Amazon. And I said, uh are you okay now? Like, did it help? Are we self-helped? Are we good? And she's like, yeah. And she was just going through personal stuff. And, yeah. I, and I, and so I was like, well, now how do we fix this? And I always said like clients who have like splurge, like blowouts like that, they go off the rails. Cause that happens. It just, mm-hmm. even the best clients have a quarter a month where they go off the rails. I said, it's just like eating a cheesecake, right? Like sometimes you're just in a mood, you eat a whole cheesecake or a whole pizza or whatever. And that's fine. Like you, you pizza, ate the pizza. I could it's resonate done. with that. I eat a whole yeah, pizza like I, every week. <laughs> I'm part like the pizza person too, Andrew. It's like I, I'm not really a dessert person. But my clients understand the cheesecake thing, but you eat a whole whatever you shouldn't eat, and then afterwards, yeah. it's like, it's like it's gone. The pie's gone, and now what are you going to do? It's like you can't regurgitate. It's done. It's in the system. It's in, but you, Shana, and now you got to deal with it. What do you What do you say to the
2: person that that is like mint doesn't work for me? Do you Do you say
3: know, like. Doesn't work for them because it's not a one size so fits all. So what's not, the
2: alternative? Is it like well, that's an hibiscus? Did I, did I even say that right? Abacus. 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 Yeah. Hibiscus. Like, Do you put hibiscus in power? your tea and does that fix it?
3: Yeah. We have this special concoction that we put in the PBRs. It's a little sprint of hibiscus. And then they now use go. mint. The After abacus. That. Yeah. Well, no, the it's.
1: Antioxidants a- make you better at finances. Yeah.
3: <laughs> No, it's we figure out what works for them. So one of the big things we give that I think a budget that really does work for a lot of people is called goals-based budgeting. So Mm -hmm. we set a goal for them. It's like, Hey, so every month you've got to put this much aside. This is your main Mm -hmm. goal. You got to put $500 a month in this savings account. That has to happen. That has to be, that's your first goal. And what happens is that's their goal. And and they make sure that happens. And what happens naturally is that they change their spending around making sure that goal Mm -hmm. happens. And so what's great is that like, and we always give, we, we give not reach goals because it's just like saying somebody, you can't lose 50 pounds in two days. Like you can't, save you know fifteen hundred dollars in two days but right. we make it a stretch like to push them to do it so um what happens is that they'll be working toward that goal some of them will hit it some of them won't but in the process of doing it they're they're making changes and it's just like that quote like shoot for the moon and if you if you fall at least you hit the stars what happens i with, think I like, it in reverse party. but yeah yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't there are no um, stars between us and them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what happens with my clients is that in the process of hitting those goals, they actually do make a lot of progress in their money and and yeah. then it becomes a different. Now they're not like, Oh, I, I overspent in personal care. I, I went out too much. It's like, they have to decide like what's important. Um, and, and then we prioritize some people, then some people it's different for literally we've got hundreds of clients here. They're all on different plans, you know, whatever works for them to get them where they want to go.
1: Yeah, I think that is an excellent method of budgeting. And that that's kind of personally what I use. Um, and I, I take it a little step further where I'll just automate the goals. Yeah, so, so we, like every single month the car payment will be paid two hundred dollars over the minimum. And every single month X number of dollars will go to Vanguard. So I gotta make sure the money's in the account, otherwise there's gonna be some robot that goes, Hey, I tried to draw and there's
2: nothing there, you know. So I'm, I think I'm that's curious, a good way to do it. Thomas, how how do you? And I know you're very specific, so so I imagine you have it on lockdown. But but maybe for someone not like you, uh, it's easy because credit cards are spending the money that you don't have. Yeah. Right. But the cash, so you. So you I could, don't think about it that way. But but how do you like control that? Uh, circuit so that like you're not putting the 500 in in vanguard the 200 extra to your car thing but next month you're screwed because you don't have the money to pay off your credit card uh
1: i I think this is a mental model everyone needs to build and what i do is i think of my credit card as just like a second step between my bank account and what i'm buying i literally do not think of it as a loan or as a way to spend money i don't have Mm. it's just like my money's taking a roundabout path to get me some points and to increase my credit score. That's all it's doing. Yeah. So actually- if there's not the dollar amount in my account, I wouldn't spend it.
3: Mm. yeah and that's part of what I talk about with clients too I said you, you put the automate you know automate your one savings goes here this goes here all these things happen automatically and then I said and then because everybody has their bank apps on their phone or whatever and I said you've got to look at what's left in that bank account that's what you have left to live mm-hmm. off of and, and we give them those kind of targets of like here's what you have and it's funny because like again they've all done their spreadsheet budgets and they're like yeah I've got $400 like that's awesome I could totally live on $400 a month and I'm like, really? Well what happens if you go out this weekend and you spend a hundred? Mm. hundred bucks like at a bar yeah. or whatever. Or you, you took an Uber and you know it was over you know, the off time or whatever and you just have a fifty dollar Uber ride. Now you got three fifty. Like what are you gonna do? Mm. And um, and so, and the problem with credit cards, the automated stuff, is it, it it masks that. And but it's what we're doing here is we're the accountability. So I, my favorite mm-hmm. meetings are the meetings with clients because we show them on one page. You made X amount this quarter, you spent X amount this quarter. And the funny thing is, yeah. like when I when I show people, you made fifty thousand dollars this quarter, you spent fifty eight thousand dollars this quarter, oh, and they're boy. like, what? Like, and then I'm like, why do you think you're sitting with credit card balance? Like that's what ends up happening, and it's interesting when you like because people can you know ignore numbers or not look at them, especially when I would say when numbers are not going the right way in -hmm. your finances. It's so easy to just like stick your head in the ground, you know, in the ground and the ostrich approach, and just say it's not happening. And then
1: I think there's a there's something that Andrew and I have kind of established, and maybe it's been too many episodes since we talked about it on the podcast, but we have like these fundamentals, and I don't think like this automation system or the way that I budget works unless you have Uh, For instance, the one big fundamental for us is like you get three times your monthly expenses in your checking account. That way you can take a hit, you know, if you Mm -hmm. get that wrong Uber ride or something rather than Mm -hmm. it being the end or something.
3: Well, we have with clients like here at the gym, we've got a hustler board and, um, like our clients are trying to make extra money cause, cause the numbers aren't working out and we've got clients all over the country, but definitely in New York it, where rents high, you know, like 50% of their incomes going to rent, um, and they're oh living gosh. paycheck to paycheck and stuff. And that's how they're coming in here. And they're like, my numbers just aren't working out. And I'm like, well, you yeah. chose to live somewhere where 50% of your rent's going to pay- your paycheck. Mm. And I said, do you love that place? Cause I hope you do. You need to mm-hmm. be spending a lot of time in it and not going out. Out. and then what ends up happening is we say, okay, if you're not getting it, if you're not making the expense side work for mm-hmm. you, then you just have to make more. There's just there's, that's your that's your only alternative is you got to make more.
0: What if I told you that you can get lower rates on life insurance by living a health conscious lifestyle? Many people who exercise regularly don't realize they can get special life insurance rates through Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to get lower rates for the health conscious, including those who exercise regularly through cycling, weightlifting, swimming, running, and many other activities. They even have worked with an insurer to replace the BMI measurement with a waist to hip ratio, a far better predictor of cardiovascular health and more advantageous to weightlifters. All you have to do is take the Health IQ quiz to see how you qualify. To receive a free quote and to learn more, head to healthiq.com slash listen. That's healthiq.com slash listen. Health IQ, celebrating the health conscious. Listen Money Matters is brought to you by VARO. Managing your money can be a nightmare, but with Varo, you're able to manage all your accounts from one intuitive app. No more jumping from one banking app to another just to figure out your finances. With Varo, online banking and money management tools are rolled into one. This allows you to see your complete financial picture right from your phone, making budgeting decisions on the fly easier than ever. Learn to set spending goals, manage expenses, and budget for little things like dining out, or those big ticket items like that European vacation you always wanted to take, if you're ready for a new way of banking that's built around your behavior, sign up for Varo early access today. Go to varomoney.com/lesson. That's V A R O money.com/lesson. Banking services provided by Bancorp Bank Member FDIC.
2: How do you talk to the person that spends 50% of their income on rent because it, I think it's easy and 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 I think they maybe know that it's like, Well, you don't have to do that. Um, yeah. but they, but they're like, Well, no, I do have to
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, people can rationalize anything, right? They're mm. like, Well, I had this bad roommate situation, I really want to live by myself. I there's there is don't a, we all? you can rationalize any expense, really. Mm. And I think this is again where the value of a, a human being comes in. It's like we call bullshit. You know, I'm like, you don't have to do that, but you did yeah. it. Okay. So like this particular client, she did it. She didn't listen to me. And I said, okay, well, I don't want to hear you whine and complain that you're not getting anywhere now. Cause you made the choice to live in this place. It's costing you this much. So your only alternative is to literally like live paycheck to paycheck and it's stressing you out. Or you're going to have to freaking hustle your booty off and make some extra money. Well, and yeah. uh, I'm curious, she's Shannon. hustling her booty off. She's a babysitter and she bitches about it. She's like, <laughs> Oh God! Every Saturday night, I'm like, I'm not going out with my friends because I'm babysitting, and I'm like, meanwhile, you just made an extra hundred bucks. You didn't spend a hundred bucks, so you're like, net two hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, good job. I I think yeah. it's awesome you hold them accountable, but how do you have it so that they're like? oh, crap, I have to go see Shannon today and I know she's going to ream me out for buying, <laughs> I don't know, 100,000 packs of Smarties or something. Yeah, like, yeah. boo so frickety Who? How do you keep them like on 100, track? 100,000 of Smarties. I, who wouldn't buy that? <laughs> I buy them like during, during Halloween for you. me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Well, I keep them on track with beer and I entice them here with beer and wine. Mm-hmm. No, I, um, it, you know, honestly, like I've been doing this for three years and I'll do reviews and some clients will take a while to set, like I'll tell, I can tell they've had a bad quarter because I'll, I'll reach out to them, and say it's your time for your review. And they're like, um, yeah, can we just delay that till, you know, some other period of time? It's like avoiding the scale, right? Mm. And, but what's, what's interesting to me is over three years, the clients, who are consistent clients, no one's ever missed a meeting. Mm. Some have delayed it, um, wow. but the, but they'll come in and they know. is there it like, the one who's get- the yeah. not
2: consistent client who probably needs you to like get your tentacles out there and drag them back in? Yeah. Because they're off the rails.
3: Yeah, they're off the rails. And, and that's mm. the thing. We have a 90% success rate here at the gym, but the 10% that aren't are the ones that just don't want to do it. They don't want to hear us, you know, bitch at them or tell them what to do. And meanwhile, mm. I'm like, they need it, but we can only help people who want to get helped. And, yeah. and that's why I really salute my clients who've had a bad court, like the ones who ate the whole cheesecake, right? They ate the whole cheesecake. They come in here. They know they did. They're like, I know you're going to read me. Like, I know I'm, I'm here for my licks, like give them to me. I know I deserve it. And then I'm like, yeah, but, and I don't want to belabor it. Cause again, it's like eating the cheesecake. I can't yell at you, you already ate it. It's gone. So now what are we going to do about it? Right? Like we, now we got to eat salads. We got to work out, you know, we can't eat more cheesecake or or we've got to eat cheesecake in moderation. So that's what we talk about. You know, it's like, like I had clients in here recently, actually, they were really avoiding me. It's a couple, uh, two men that came, they don't live here, but actually they were visiting New York. They didn't want to tell me they were in New York because they wanted to avoid me because they're like, they're kind (laughs) of, we've been working together for a year and they're kind of tired of like me telling them they're not doing good. And they came in here and I said, okay, well, like, here's your, 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 review. Here's how much you spent. Now you need to know how much, you, now, how are you going to make that to support your lifestyle you just had for last year? So either you need to cut back more on expenses or you need to make more. I'm, I'm just telling you what the numbers are. And, and so we ended up talking about making more money, you know, and that's, they got to the point, they worked on the expense side enough and then they were tired of me bitching at them. And then I was like, fine, make more money. No one's holding you back. Like, yeah. you, you know, you both have the ability to do it. So do it. Like, Mm -hmm. and then I'll stop bitching at you (laughs) You and then you can like go to New York and you, you know, not worry about me bitching at you.
1: So I'm curious with the people who do eat the whole cheesecake every once in a while, what are the the specific things you put into action to either curtail that or help people get through that? Like, what do you look at their budgets and, you know, keep them accountable
3: yeah, we have a system. It's kind of it's like Mint.com where we see everything, so they can't hide. Okay. Um, so you know, I'll be the one saying like, "What happened with Seamless this month?" Or like, "What's going on with?" Or and and it's funny when I because I'll lay it out in their review, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I knew you were going to ask me about this." You know, like I knew you were going to ask okay. me about the handle tickets. Like, so you're but going I got to an see
1: answer. what they spend.
3: Oh yeah, basically. they can't. Hide okay, it. so yeah, then
1: we'll if they, so, if anyone wants to make a stupid purchase, they have to kind of do a double take and be like, "Well, Shannon's going to see this."
3: They do. That's a
1: worthwhile service, I think. Mm.
3: Yeah. You don't they, get that so, with
1: technology, you know?
3: No, and some of them say that. They're like, I literally know... Or they'll text me before they do it. Or they'll be like, you're going to see this charge. And I'm like, all right. You know, like, it's, it's your life. I mean, at the end of the day, I tell my clients, it's your life. It's your life journey. Like... I'm just the backseat driver, right? I'm just trying to tell you how to get where you want to go. I'm trying to like make it the most efficient. So you have a roadmap here at the gym. Like I, I love the life journey analogy. I'm just trying to help you see everything you want to see yeah. um, and have fun along the way. But like, you know, it's your journey at the end of the day. So it's your choices, but mm-hmm. seeing everything is key because like, then we know where the problem areas are. Like I've literally, yeah. I had clients who like blew it out on food this one quarter. I mean, and it's only a couple, it's two people oh. and they have a dog, but the dog does, is not that big of a dog. And their food budget was like out of control. And I was like, all right, what happened? Well, the wife likes to go to Costco. And I'm like, why are you going to Costco? It's just two of you. And she's like, well, I pick up this. And, and then they sent me a picture of their pantry. You wouldn't believe the amount of pasta and like <laughs> rice <laughs> They're prepared beans for the right zombie apocalypse. pantry. Yeah, they were ready. For it. <laughs> and I said, okay, no Costco this month the husband was going to Home Depot a bunch. I'm like, why are you going to Home Depot? He's like, well, you know, he, everybody has their reason. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah.
2: I understand that. husband. I'm a I, man. I, I go to Home look, Depot.
1: Sometimes I just go to Home do. Depot to walk around. And then I don't know, sometimes I come home with a circular saw. It's, it just happens.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's like, that's your crack, right? Like that's your problem. That's your crack. Then? So we got to avoid it or we got to uh-huh. think Solution for it, so they got put on um they got put on a Costco ban and a okay. Amazon ban because they also had a, they we had 36 charges for Amazon. I'm like, what'd you guys get? And oh it makes gosh. it easy to spend money, right? And I said, free shipping makes people act like crazy people. Mm. And so we did an Amazon ban, a Costco ban, and the Home Depot ban. And then they had to do a pantry cleanout challenge. So they literally they weren't allowed to go food shopping until the mm-hmm. pantry. You know, they could get perishables like yeah milk or whatever but had to clear out the pantry and that that next quarter so i got a picture of the pantry before and after which was awesome um and then and i got a text from that one point you're gonna see this amazon charge but it was for a groomsman gift. like we had to get it or whatever (laughs) and i was like all right they saved seven thousand dollars that quarter the two of them that
1: is Awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Also, I feel like we're as a society on a race to the bottom with attention spans Mm. because Amazon Prime gives me two day free shipping and I used to be cool with that. And now it's like, I don't want to wait two days.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I want I to
1: convince myself. So I feel like, I don't know. So my friend's just-
3: birthday's in an hour. I need it now. <laughs> need it now. And I need it for free. And I always say, I'm like, just I like, or so with them, it, part of what we talked about is like, okay, write it on the list, like what you think you need, you know, yeah. and then give yourself some time and say, did the, a week, two weeks, three weeks that you really need it. And if you didn't like, then you don't get it, but things like it, I've had clients have to remove their their uh, payment information from Amazon. That's one of the because yeah. the, the whole taking that step away, make it the one click, making it more than a click, like to Just have to get up,
1: access. Yeah, make yeah. it more inconvenient.
2: So and
3: that's worked. So yeah, that's yeah. a huge.
1: That's I've been doing like both ways. Um, there's actually a book called The Happiness Advantage where the guy talks about he calls it the twenty second rule, where mm-hmm. for you know something you want to do that's positive, say play the guitar. He puts his guitar in the middle of the room, so all you got to do is snatch it up and play. But then you can do the opposite, like remove your payment information from Amazon or yep. install. Uh, there's an extension called CrackBook that only that makes you wait 20 seconds before Facebook will load. And like some people, that's some people, that's enough. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, it is. I'm I'm curious, Shannon, because there's there's like the buying things from Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can remove your payment info, and and I think. Um, like when all things are good, uh, it's easy to make decisions like that. Uh, but I imagine most of the problems are when things are not good or there's mm-hmm. like some huge life, something that just throws you off track. Um, and, and it's not like a behavior thing. It's like just life was it, really bad life. to you. That's
3: what life does. H-
2: how do you deal with that? Or how do you help yeah. people deal with that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of where the human, you know, connection is different from a, um, from the technology, right? Mint will just I, yell
2: at you. It's like, you're wrong, right. wrong. <laughs> Yeah. And you're
3: like, I just lost an eye, you know, like, come on, don't give me, tell me I overspend in medical. Like I lost an eye, you know, I literally yeah. had a client almost lose her eye. I, I'm saying she had a detached eye. Oh rent. my gosh. So, this is a true story. Wow. <laughs> um, and I'm laughing because she's okay now. But, like, but she's an example, like, where we were working on her stuff. And I always tell clients, I'm like, we're trying to get you financially healthy because you never know what's going to happen in life, right? Because mm-hmm. no yeah. one has the crystal ball and we don't know what's going to happen. The only thing I know is that $1,000 surprises are never a surprise. The only thing that's surprising is what area of your what category it comes in, whether it's healthcare, mm-hmm. whether it's your car, whether it's, you know, you'll. You lost your job. That's the only surprise. $1,000, you shouldn't be surprised about. And so what I'm trying to get my clients to do is to make sure that when those surprises happen, that it, it's not going to lead them into some kind of financial despair, distress, whatever. And so for her, for example, we were just working on all this stuff, getting her to like, she had all this credit card debt. She had, you know, she had $1,000 in her bank account. We started working together and she had all this stuff. And then a year later, I got an email. From her text, she's like, I am so thankful we've been working together because I literally she she was only 26 years old. She got a detached retina. She had to go on short term disability with her job. And collect half pay, and then, um, and then she had, you know, then she couldn't work, and then the short-term disability ended, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, she was having to live off her savings, and she's like, "Thank God I had a savings." Mm -hmm. Her savings was up to like almost ten thousand dollars in the year. She's like, "Thank God I had the savings, so you know I could support this." And, and then Mm -hmm. while I was also helping her with the medical bills, because of course she was getting jacked on the medical bill side, Mm -hmm. and we were working through all that. But, she's like, "If I wasn't working with you, I don't know what I would have done. You know, I would have been." And like a complete disaster. And that's what I try to say to clients. Like, I don't know if, if you're going to have a detached retina or you're going to get pregnant and you weren't expecting it, or you're going to lose your job. I don't know what's going to happen, but I want you to be prepared for when it does. And that, yeah. you know, you're not going to get into other troubles because you weren't prepared on the financial side. And yeah, the bad stuff happens. I've got a lot of clients who've had a lot of really bad things happen to them, but, um, <laughs> excuse me, but they, um, but we, but they're better prepared to deal with it because of the work we've been doing. Mm
1: -hmm. They can take a punch now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that's like the first priority when it comes to getting your finances in order is just like get to the point where you can take a punch because you don't know when it's coming.
3: Yeah, it's coming. I mean, that's just life. I and mean, I said everybody except for one percent of this population needs to be saving more and doing better. They just mm-hmm. do because money's finite and you know, we don't know what's gonna happen and I think the so- thing is
2: like you suck with money, your parents suck with money, the government sucks like everyone sucks with money and they just need yeah. to like like look inward and be like, Yes, I actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: Well, I tell my clients all the time, like, especially first timers, they're like, I'm not good with money or, you know, I've never really been good with money. And I'm like, there's no reason why you should be. There is absolutely no reason why anybody should be good with money because there are billions of dollars a year being spent to make us bad at money. Yeah. The whole marketing and advertising industry is is built around making us bad with money because making us spend it on you know mcdonald's to chipotle uber or seamless whatever there's mm-hmm. so much money easy i like that- my chipotle <laughs> <laughs> you like it with less e coli right it's that's like,
2: yeah <laughs> i just have to make sure i'm near a
1: bathroom when I i'm have really it. glad you brought that up though <laughs> All these companies are are just trying to make you bad with money. I've been thinking about yeah. this actually over the past couple of days. I've been doing a lot of free writing over this concept of how, like literally every day, you come into contact with dozens of organizations that try their hardest to exploit your short term desires.
3: Yeah, I mean, and so
1: it's and- no wonder you have so many tr- uh, struggles with money or or health or you know going to the gym or eating the correct food. Like everyone wants you to do the wrong ones because they make more money for them.
3: Well, how many, how many of us like awake every morning when I wake up, the first thing is look at my phone, I've got 15 emails, you know, mm-hmm. don't miss out like best opportunity <laughs> for you, like greatest deal ever, like one time opportunity. And you're just like, every morning you wake up looking at that shit, you yep. know, it's like, what? like, I'm and like, then, for it, me, how nice, I Like know, of course no, I'm going to do it. <laughs>
2: Really it's, so just, it's an
3: exclusive offer just for me. Like oh I've got to take advantage of it. I yeah. can't miss out. You know, that's what we're looking at. And that's what we're competing against every single day. It is a struggle. I mean, it is. I said, I, this is what I say a lot. I said on my show, I say all the time that financial fitness and physical fitness are really basic. They both only have two components to get physically fit. You have to work out more and, um, eat less and to get financially fit, you have to save more and spend less. Mm -hmm. And I said, but if this was so easy, we'd have a bunch of skinny millionaires running around, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've got the reverse problem, right? It's because it's not easy because there's Mm -hmm. so many competing things to make us financially and physically unwell. And, um, and it's the struggle. You gotta put, you gotta work at it.
1: I think the accountability aspect is just, is probably the biggest thing. You know, mm-hmm. the educational resources are out there. They're so easy to access, but the discipline is so hard to get. And I I love the concept of your gym for that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so I'm super sold on that. And the fact that you have more locations coming is like excellent to me. And you know what I think would be really cool. And Andrew, we can run on this or you can take this idea if you want, Shannon. I think and there I'm should be some be sort, be sort of effort. you can steal it all you want. It's going to be on this podcast. And that'll all right, be I'm ready. Enough. I'm ready. Let's go. All all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hands on keyboards. If there was some sort of toolkit that enabled people to basically become partners, like accountability partners in this way, where there was a li- some sort of framework and a little bit of education where, you know, you've got people who can form partnerships where they get together every quarter, or every month and, and ask each other, like, how are you doing? You know, that kind of stuff. I think we that have would happen at a pretty the gym. We
3: call impact. it a money tribe.
1: Yeah. Something like
3: that. Um, kind of like the CrossFit, like you have your tribe of like workout buddies. We have a money tribes that like people with similar challenges. The one thing you have to look out for though, in choosing your accountability buddy, cause I've seen this happen is look out for your frenemies, you know, your financial frenemies and the, the people who are yeah. like, yeah, you had a rough day. You should go to Macy's and buy a new outfit, <laughs> you know, or yeah. like you had a rough day. Let's go, let's go grab some, you know, some drinks at the bar and like, yeah, you know, like it's, you know, like you, you deserve it. You're entitled to it. You worked hard. You got to be careful for those people because yep. they're problematic.
1: I've learned that, the, uh, not the hard way, but I've learned it through experience. Cause yeah, they're do-
3: the ones coming in with the cheesecake. Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have that, but so I'll do, I'll do challenges where I'll say, Hey, uh, I'm going to read every day for the next 30 days or I'm going to, you know, not drink this month or something. And, um, I've got one friend who I'll say, Hey, if I screw up, I will give you hundred dollars. And he is invested in my success, so he will take the $100 if I fail, but he's not like trying to make me fail, right? I have this other friend who's like, hey, why don't you make me your partner, and then and then he would try to make me fail because he just wants the hundred bucks. <laughs>
3: so, I don't blame him. I like that friend.
2: <laughs> you have to think, yeah, wisely. Yeah, wisely. <laughs> What's J- your side hustle? Making Thomas fail.
3: <laughs> it's very I lucrative. all his books.
2: He came
1: home literally no books in the house.
3: <laughs> very, I cleaned out his refrigerator. He didn't even know it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it is. Yeah. It is, uh, it is uh, important to select your accountability accountability partner wisely for yeah. both of those reasons.
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah. And that's what I am too. Uh, You know, And and my other trainers here, that's what we are. And it's like, I always tell people like, cause you know, and Andrew, you brought it up, like how do you get people when, when things are bad or like they don't want to come in? It's like, I, and I tell my clients, I'm like, I am not the one taking the punch bowl away. Like, I don't want to be that person. I'm usually, I'm a blonde. I feel like blondes have fun. Like I'm the one bringing the punch bowl to the party, right? Like I want them to have fun, but what I want them to do is just change out the punch, right? Like I want them to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And I don't want the other stuff to get in the way. And I'm just reminding them what they want to accomplish and making sure that the other stuff's not getting in their way of achieving it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is a great thing to do. So Shannon, um, you have several things going on online besides the financial gym. So let our listeners know, what are you doing online? I know you have a podcast and a blog as well, or can people find you?
3: I have a podcast called Martinis and Your Money, Living a Better Life, One Cocktail at a Time. That's on iTunes and Stitcher. And I promise I did not share, it, steal the, what are you drinking with me from you um, they, Sure, Shannon. If your listeners find me, they'll be like, what? She totally stole this.
2: Um, <laughs> oh my God, a classier version of Listen Money Matters? I'm in. <laughs> oh,
3: except for the yeah, except for the explicit episodes. So we have a few of those. We have once a month we have a happy hour where mm-hmm. it's uh it's four of uh four women get together and we talk about our money issues and we've talked about maybe maybe talked about breast enlargement pills and uh, dick pics and things like that. So we get a little bit raunchy over there every now and then.
1: Our audience um, is like. Yes, give me more of that. They're already <laughs>
2: downloading it. They're they're searching "dick pic" in uh, iTunes.
3: <laughs> oh, the, well, the best was the best was the one review we got. A review. It was like, now I understand what the E is for. Like you ladies have potty mouths and you should be faster or whatever. And so the next happy hour, we read that. I read that to the women. I was like, we got this review, and then and then we we're like, what the fuck do you think the E Men. Like, what the fuck did you think? Yeah. Men? And, and then we are yeah, like, uh, we we're like, election, erection. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs>
3: like, what do they think we were talking about? Um, so, yeah, we, we like to have fun with Then my blog's called Financially Blonde, and that's a financially blonde.com. And then financialgym.net is where I'm having the most fun now, building a community, helping people get and stay financially fit. No matter what financial shape or size you are in, we can help you. Yeah. We've seen it all. I've Shannon literally seen
1: workout them. machines and make it like a gym as well. So you come uh, in, get a workout in, get your budget in order. Boom. And then drink a beer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm more about like, let's just drink a beer. We'll save the workout for another day.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show. And Thanks I, I think having- a lot of people are going to go check out your show. Cause it, it is, it does sound like a classier version of us
0: yeah.
3: although we're not <laughs> all that classy <laughs> better cocktails
1: at least andrew we need to step up our cocktail mm. game
3: next I just, episode i not. just
1: remembered that i have like this fancy leather case full of cocktail making stuff in the basement
2: well so, yeah.
3: waiting for thomas what the hell our
2: episode <laughs> will be after your lunchtime our next one that we record will be after lunchtime maybe you should come cocktail in hand yeah yeah it was a quarter we need to in the night
1: so we're just smashed. Mm. That <laughs> or you like could per barely per understand
2: per what we're saying and Exactly.
1: Yeah. The quarterly incoherent episode. That's bad. It's <laughs> like Coherent. drunk
3: history, but drunk money. Like who does not want to history. hear that? <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Cool. Well let's uh, let's close this episode out real quick. Andrew, any any updates to report on the site? I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, been,
2: been building Pro out. Uh, we actually now, if if you are a member of Pro, you can get an ad feed, uh, an ad free feed of Listen Money Matters, Rich Ooh. Tips, Ask Anything, our books, my ever eternal gratitude. <laughs> um, but but check it out. The tool is free. The community yeah. for now is free.
1: And if you don't know, it's a tool that lets you evaluate rental property. Everything basically mm. all the financial data numbers you could think of about a rental property. So it's a good research tool if that's something you're interested in doing. You can find it over at pro.listenmoneymatters.com. You can also find our toolbox at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox with our favorite money management resources and books. So I think that's all we got. Thanks you guys for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Later everyone.
2: Later, man. your friends about this show.